Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Asked? Asked? Asked. That's not a word. Uh, we're <laughs> this weekend. We're embarking on a on a family reunion, a so double family reunion. So we're we're kind of uh, a little bit frazzled. Yeah, this is weird. We're recording on a Thursday. We're at my house. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, everything's wrong, guys. I watched the episode yesterday. I normally watch the episode like right before we record, so I have all the fresh jokes in my mind. I watched mine this morning, which so. you can tell because I'm so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, no, we because so the the we got we got a big family reunion on Saturday, but there's like a mini one <laughs> on Friday. Friday, it's which like is tomorrow, a pre-family reunion. Yeah, and our dad hurt his back and didn't do his chores, so now Kevin has to do all of his chores. And her mother's going crazy. She's so freaked out. <laughs> she literally called me four times at work today. We 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 had to be reminded that it's a potluck. But we didn't know what to bring, so meatballs. I'm just glad you're on my team, Kevin. Originally, our family had three teams. My mom and dad's house. Yeah. Kevin and Brian and Darcy's house. Yeah, it was it was, it was house-based. <laughs> and my house. It was a hula's living wear-based. So yes. I was on a team of one. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wine? I'm going to bring wine? Yeah. Wine? I'm... Will there be alcohol? I don't know. There, it's it's very good that luck is in the word potluck because <laughs> I feel like every single time someone says, oh, no, it's a potluck. Just bring whatever you want. It always has the capacity of just going terrible. You have to sign up for things. Otherwise, it's going to be all brownies and potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> Which this potluck has the potential of being. It could all just be brownies and potato salad. Because I'm pretty sure mom's bringing potato salad and Brian's bringing brownies. Well, at least we're bringing something that has, like, substance. <laughs> we're bringing meatballs. Bring meatballs. Because you put those in the crock pot and you turn it on and then your job is done. It'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, let's get into the episode. Because we got an episode that's about fa- family. It's not, actually, this is probably the least family-based one. Well, someone really wants it to be about family, but her family doesn't want her. No, that's true. All right. This is episode seven, The Escape. The escape. All right, so it's, uh, it, hey, it's the last weekend before school. School is coming. Time has passed in the OC. <laughs> we have a confirmation. Guys, it is, it, it's not, okay, in the grand scheme of things, it is not that weird, but in, TV land, it's really weird that it just started, like, a few weeks before school. Because TV always follows the school it's, schedule. Especially in teen dramas. Usually it's like, oh, man, first September. day of school. Yeah. First day of school. First episode. Like, Buffy yeah. did that. Riverdale did that. One Tree mm-hmm. Hill? Yeah. Very close. It very was, close. like, very early in the school season. Okay. But, but still school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. School. Although, <laughs> One Tree Hill's a real weird TV show, and they realized halfway through the first season that they wanted to really extend it. So each season of One Tree Hill is a semester of school. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that makes sense as well. Yeah. But uh, but still, it's... And you never see the summer. People always come back from the summer and report on their summer. Well, I think because because this one is the OC, summer is probably very important. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I know we're going to get to winter. I assume it's just going to be more summer. Because it's California. It's California. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh it's the last weekend before school and Seth 
is trying to uh make Ryan go wild. It's true. Um he wants Ryan to go with him to Tijuana. Yeah. Cause they this is mind blowing to me. I know it's California, but they can drive to Tijuana. When I yep. was in high school, you went to like Well Bam. Well, I mean, they're in Southern California. I know. They're, it's, they're, it's a three hour drive. Because if they're in Northern California, no. <laughs> California it's, is huge. I know. And it's a three hour drive to Mexico. Yeah. So Seth wants to lie to his parents and say he's going to Comic Con. Because he goes there every year. I would rather. Comic Con in August. Um, here's, the, here's the thing I don't know if he was referring to Comic Con or, or a uh, comic convention. That's true. Because I guess everyone calls. Their convention, Comic Con. Like yeah. people even call Comic Expo here Comic Con. Yeah, it's the Calgary Comic Expo. Yeah, C- Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo because it's C C E E, but it's not C two E two because that's in, um, <laughs> uh, I think Chicago or something. There's, Great. There, there are a lot of comic conventions, and they're at all times of the year. I would not be surprised if if there's a local ish comic convention that he goes to yeah. every year, or or like I don't, I. I don't know when Comic-Con officially is, when what everyone considers the big Comic-Con is. So it could be that one. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a comic it's convention. Apt. But this year, Seth wants to go crazy because Summer kissed him. <laughs> yes, he, yes, because Summer is going to be there. He wants to go. May I say, Tijuana. I don't understand how they got invited on this trip. I don't think they got invited. Once again, they just know it's happening, <laughs> and they're just going. Well, because remember what we said is like it is. It's a it's a tradition. Yeah. Every year, like the entire school goes I guess down to so. Tijuana. I guess. That's what it sounds like. It's a very odd tradition. Um, yeah, because there's freshman hazing. Like the boys have to go down no, they, early they, so they can do the freshman haze. Right. They do talk about that. So it so, is the entire school. So the, I mean, they are. It is the it is the rich kids' school. That's true. And I don't think this is a school sanctioned trip. I think they're no, just no, trucking it, it down to Tijuana. No, they just they just all agree they're all going to go down to Tijuana. So they just it's it's like with Holly's parties. They just know they're happening. It's true. And now Seth feels empowered to go to these things. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but Ryan doesn't want to go. No, Ryan. I, I presume because the OC has fought criminals in Tijuana. And he's worried he'll be recognized. Exactly. Also, he loves rules. Rules and justice. That's his that's his jam. I mean, yeah. It's it's his it's you know, is his, his creed. <laughs> it's his, his calling. motto is no injustice, so <laughs> So also in this, we have the B plot line. Yes. Um, where Sandy is going to go meet with a fancy law firm because he loves free meals and and i i, th- I also think he just likes turning people down <laughs> i think so i think he likes to be like i am better than you be- thank you because because apparently from the sounds of it just occasionally a um company will essentially or a law firm will essentially yeah. be like hey public defender you do a really good job here you want to sh- work for us let's schmooze with you here's and some lobster yeah and he'll eat a fancy meal then be like nah <laughs> i love justice Anyway, um, I like when they said, ooh, d- like, ooh, dad, all dressed up. And I'm like, he still looks schlubby. He still looks damp. <laughs> he always looks damp. Why is Because well, we so- learned that he surfs every morning. Every, every single morning. And then the dampness just stays, stays with him for day. the rest of the day. It lives in his eyebrows and it just like leeches up to the rest of his face slash mm. hair. I also read Sandy loves callbacks, but I don't yeah. remember what he did a callback to. I just remember Seth being like, in comedy, that's what we call a callback. Uh, it's a, He did the free dinner thing. Is oh, it, that's it depends right. on how good the dinner is. Um, 
Seth is sort of embarrassed about going, going to Comic Expo, and I'm like, man, live, live in your bliss. Be happy with Comic you, Expo. You just wait. Yeah. In like ten years, oh, the nerds, the nerds will take it back. <laughs> It'll be cool to be nerdy. Uh, but this scene ends essentially with Seth relenting. So this episode has this trend of conversations ending or beginning way too soon. Yeah. Or, like, this or, sorry, a- so way too soon or way too late. Like, because this, this thing ends with, um, <laughs> what, hey, hey, so when are you guys leaving for Comic-Con? And Ryan and then, says. No, Seth says, when are we leaving? Yeah, and Ryan, and Ryan goes, tomorrow. And then you're like, Ryan was talked around, I guess. But then Seth <laughs> go, says, I guess, tomorrow in Spanish. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't think that would have looked any sort of conversation for, like, Sandy being like. Why'd you say that in Spanish? Sandy is a lawyer. Are you are you learning Spanish? He is a wise man who gets to the crux of things. I mean, he'd be very happy that says learning Spanish because in, yeah. especially in California, there's a there's a large like community. Sandy would <laughs> probably be happy that Ryan and Seth are going to Mexico. He would not want to salt their game. Ah, uh, but Kirsten. Oh, Kirsten. It's true. It's Kirsten. They she just have to well. gaslight her. They love to gaslight Kirsten. <laughs> All right, then. Next scene, back in the pool house, Ryan has an awesome line because Seth slaps a sombrero on him and Ryan just goes, I don't wear hats. And he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. No. Not even sombreros. He's got, he's got to keep his sweet, his sweet swoopy hair all good. Uh, my, my favorite thing about the scene is that Seth mixes a party trip with like the trope of, no, just keep you distracted so you won't worry about your... Uh, yeah, it's your, a bad plan. Yeah, your breakup. Except for the problem is that Seth is almost too genre aware, so he explains it to Brian. And then he makes it an itinerary that is yes. 12 pages long it, of yeah. fun ways to get over Marissa. Exactly. <laughs> he, he essentially, he wants to bro out with Ryan yeah. because he someday will be his sidekick. Exactly. And yes. what he doesn't know is that Ryan, his soul, his heart is fine. He has already thrown it into crime fighting. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say his soul and his heart is fine. Ryan is perpetually sad oh, and he's, sleepy. He's so sad. He has stopped talking, Kevin. Yeah. His words have failed him because he is so full of sorrow. We had that one episode where he was, like, happy and talky, and that is all gone. It's all gone. All gone. Uh, this this scene ends like like it was misedited. <laughs> I, I I don't usually like, like – there's, there's a few technical things in this episode I'm going to be talking about, but it feels like – Looking back, it feels like Seth just says the word Marissa, and then it just cuts away to all of a sudden, Marissa and Summer. It's like one of the guys forgot that they were still filming. <laughs> yeah. And, so, like, broke character. And they were like, oh, shit, we're not reshooting. We're yeah. on a timeline. <laughs> yeah, we, have to go to, we have to go to actual Mexico, and we only have our border over border pass, work passes, work visas. Oh, my God. <sighs> They're also apparently editing it live. <laughs> Isn't that how TV works? Um, so then Marissa and Summer have some sassy, fun girl sex talk. And this is another one of those ones where the conversation, like, I don't understand what what led to it. Because it starts with, um, Marissa being like, um, like, somehow the conversation got to Ryan. (laughs) All the conversations with Marissa lead to Ryan. (laughs) And I don't know who brought it up. Like, who brought it up? Because essentially talking about, like, what it's eventually Summer gets to is, uh, oh, well, of course you chose Luke. It's like, no, no, like, no, uh, no. Um, And it's predictably written by, like, a 45-year-old who does not remember losing their virginity. I don't know if that's true. 
If that's untrue, I'm sorry. But the whole thing was I make assumptions. Like, Who cares? It'll get better the second time. You need to ride that horse. I'm doing a last. Yeah, no, no, no. Summer's weird. Summer continues to be. That's. I mean, I mean, maybe she's just that much of a nerd. But <laughs> some summer continues with the thing of like starting out with decent advice and then just going head diving into like weirdness. <laughs> terrible advice. Because it's because it's, it's, it's like like the crux of her advice began with like with, with like 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 like, it'll, like like you'll fall back into things again. Then it went into don't worry, just have sex with him again. And you'll then be it, fine. Then, then it went into something about a cowboy. Oh, and then there was another terrible editing because then Marissa was like, shh. My dad's home. Cut to Jimmy Cooper. <laughs> Cut to Jimmy Cooper. We're just like hopping through the mind of a madman. So uh, um, once again, Jimmy Cooper has a lot of problems and no cool. Oh, yeah. It, it, so, we, so we learn he's moving out that weekend. Which he hasn't told anyone. Which we, yeah, we're learning about this the first time as well. As for, Like, I guess Julie Cooper, who does not appear in this episode, just like after talking to uh, the dad – in was the like, last episode, I want a divorce. Just immediately, like, and you're out. Yeah, and now she's just disappeared. And Jimmy has an apartment, but the apartment's not going to be ready for. No, he lost it. Is no, he said it's not ready until Monday. Like he's given up on it because it's not going to be ready soon enough, and he has to move out this weekend. Oh, I thought he just completely lost it. No, it just wasn't oh. ready in time. Well, it won't be ready, and he wants to get out that weekend, as we'll learn. And then later. Marissa sort of talks to him, and he is awkward and uncool summer is more of julie cooper's son than marissa is because julie all because summer also does not want to deal with jimmy's emotions no she just wants to go she wants to go to tijuana yeah so jimmy does the only thing as she calls it the only thing he can do he's got to go see kiki yes who immediately solves his problem well well, because what you don't understand aaron is that building developers are wizards (laughs) they can just make apartments appear out of nowhere it it doesn't matter about like time or acquisition or any of that they can just find you an apartment guy who just got in a divorce and a really nice place and has no income yeah he obviously is not gonna have a successful credit check yeah he has no references yeah thankfully she's magic maybe he's living in the model home (laughs) they built up like a (laughs) section of it it has stairs like 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 it's not it's a i know yeah and later they're painting it which guess what guys you can't just freeform paint a rental yeah i'm okay well we're gonna talk about the painting thing when we get to the painting thing but Um, wow and so we also learn in the scene that he has not told the girls that he's moving out he just thinks it'll be easier to just disappear because jimmy literally deals with nothing Ever. He makes no choices in his yeah. life. He deals with no problems. Well, he just assumes that, like, life's going to do a thing and it's going to be great. No, I'll, no, it's fine. I'll just go off and be – no, no. I, he's like, I don't think he assumes everything's going to be great. I think he just doesn't want to deal with his problems. He's like, look, I'll just do this. The kids will go back. I'll already be gone. And then someday I'll die. And the universe <laughs> will do what it needs to do. Yeah. yeah. Eventually we're all just dust in the wind. This is clearly like Julie manipulating the kids because they're going to go back and it's just going to be her there. And, then and she's, she's going to be, be like, like, yes, you're right. Your father has abandoned you. Come to me, children. Your father is the worst. Don't worry. I'll marry a different rich guy. This is my plan. I am Julie Cooper. So following this, I uh, we have like a scene at the Crab Shack. Everyone's weird. Everyone's awkward. And I thought Marissa was using her father seeming off. Yeah. 
as an excuse because she really didn't want to be with Luke because she was uncomfortable about the sex and stuff like that. I thought she more of just very worried about her Yeah, dad. as the episode progresses, I was like, oh, no, she's genuine. She's actually just worried about her dad. Yeah. And, like, things are a little weird with Luke, but mostly well, her life is not okay. Well, so, so her and Luke making out on a bed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this scene, my what is happening in this episode? Because so they're making out for a while. Essentially, like, like he, he wants to have sex again. She's like, nah. So he looks at his watch and goes, I gotta go meet up with my bros anyways. And then leaves. Yeah. And I'm like, we're, we're planning for a long session there, huh, dude? So you really were just going to be like, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> it turns out they're going there together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and there are no bros. It's just Marissa and Summer no, and Luke. No, there's two extras in the corner. Really? Were yeah. they a part of them? You see them in the shot when um, uh, Seth goes to join them. But oh. the point is everything's colliding at the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the crab, crab shack. shack. Which, I, which think I think is what it's actually it's called. called. No, no, it's a lobster place. It no, lo- I think it's called the crab shack. It, but it has lobster. Yeah. I'm relatively sure because when we first see it is Seth and um, Ryan talking about you have to choose your lobster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have lobster, but I'm pretty sure his shirt says crab shack. I don't think this is a goof. All right. So they head to the crab shack. And of course, because Ryan's always working, Ryan's there. And Ryan is a bad employee and always has guests. Seth is there. And (laughs) Summer is there. And Holly is there waiting for Marissa and Luke. Yep. Can we say the best part of the scene is... It's actually that Luke is still bros with Ryan. They're still friends. He's like, hey. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. Ryan is Luke's friend. I don't think Luke is Ryan's friend. Because <laughs> as he walks up, Luke just goes like, oh, hey. And then keeps on walking, leaving Marissa and Ryan to talk to each other awkwardly. Is this why I wrote shut up, Marissa? Maybe. There's a, Okay, Marissa has a lot of <laughs> shut up moments. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this could be it. I took some bad notes. It's, oh, it's <laughs> fine. Marissa is super, she's super like pulling on Ryan and making Ryan feel super bad about something that is oh, right. not this his is when problem. He's the bad guy. And she's he's like, I guess you're really back with Luke then. And then she's like, well, I don't know why you care. The last time I saw you, you were kissing some woman. Is that this scene? Um, no, that's, that's later. later. That's later. Is it, this, this is like an awkward talking scene. Um, we also learn here that, uh, that Seth Blee Summer is, is ignoring him because they had their kiss. Which she is. She is. Um, and then... Marissa decides not to go to Mexico. Essentially, yeah. 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 Uh, we cut away for a little bit and we get some of, um... Sandy's, Sandy's... sexy lawyer friend. Okay, here's a weird thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it said, hey, did Sandy's sexy lawyer friend Rachel try to kiss him? Yes. <laughs> or did they just have weird face movement? No. Can I just say, that sexual tension did not last at any point. It's because Sandy is incapable of seeing a woman who's not Kirsten. Like, so... Even though she's, like, younger Kirsten, he just has, like, the blinders up. Yeah, so they had had that one moment where where it looked like Rachel was, like, going to, like, just, like... What what I think is that Rachel was going in for, like, like the the, the The cheek cheek kiss, kiss. And he was just like, no, hug, bring it in. Public defender. Um, um, so sexy Rachel is a friend of his from she used to be a DA. Well, so they used to like friend. Well, no, I think they're friends. I, I would say associates. I don't know. They seem to have a deeper relationship. All right. Just the things she knows to say to like draw him out. But, but I, they, I, think, I think that's because they argued in court so much. They have like the typical bantry. We worked together for years. Um, relationship, and she's the one the partners have chosen. Yeah. To bring Sandy on in. Yes. Yeah. And that's 
I mean, well, it turns out they're really, really impressed with what Sandy did with Jimmy, which is weird because in the episode, it did not seem that impressive. But I guess that's the point. I think it's the fact that he would touch Jimmy. Like, he was like, yeah, I'll law you. I'm a lawyer. (laughs) I'll do this law all over the place. Don't worry. I like to defend the little guy. No, man, I spread law everywhere. (laughs) Johnny Law Seed. Gross. Spread law. So then, you guys, Holly... Is suddenly the villain of this TV show. I mean, in some ways she is. She makes all this happen because she has these problems. <laughs> we Holly needs an intervention. Yes. We know this. But she, like, sidles on up to Luke by the lobster tank. Yeah, so, the, yeah, they head off to the lobster tank. <laughs> to have, have a private conversation. And once again, what led into this? Because what, cause the, what this start, the line this starts with is Holly saying... What happens in Mexico stays in Mexico. And I'm like, did you bring him over there and say, let's have sex? Yes. She walked over and she was like, hey, Ra- Ryan. <laughs> hey, Luke. Mexico sex. I have my own hotel room. And he was like, Whoa. Luke says no. <laughs> I'm still on a lot of drugs. Luke, it's the beginning of the episode. I don't get jerky till the end of it. I'm still happy right now. We still got like 45 minutes of good Luke. I'm not on the arc. <laughs> So anyway, she wants to have sex in Mexico. He's like, but me and Marissa are back together. And she's like, that doesn't matter. She's not even coming. And he's like, but we're a couple. Yeah, she's, then, a, she's a solid home wrecker. And then she's like, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, yeah. thanks, Holly. Yeah, no, she's a... Like, it, I'm sorry. No one approaches it like that. She, Yeah, she is weirdly aggressive. <laughs> it's only because he's on drugs and won't remember this, right? Like, that can be the only reason that she is approaching it in this manner. Where's the double entendre? Where's the flirting? Where's the ambiance? Where's the anything? I don't know, but it's ended with, like, Luke just sort of, like, looking at her and smiling. And then he see- then Ryan sleepy eyes him. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ryan has no idea what's going on. No. Ryan just like, oh, look, it's Luke. And Luke's like... <sighs> He knows he the, o- <laughs> the OC he sees inside my soul. Because, I mean, we're going to have to jump here. But he takes Marissa and says, okay, the line was, let's get you out of here before the road trip starts. That didn't stick in my mind. It stuck in my mind because what nonsense is that? <laughs> what did he just say? The, the road trip's definitely the next day. Why does she have to leave before the road trip starts? Well, the guys are leaving that day because the freshman thing. Know, Maybe just, they need to go make out some more. I don't know. Let's get you out before the road trip starts. Um, rewinding a little, back a little bit, because <laughs> Seth does have a thing here. Yes, he does. Because he uses his um, superpower, which we learn he has, mm-hmm. which is to hear like a shotgun microphone. <laughs> oh, he can hear like the tiniest conversation. Oh, which is why he'll eventually be the psychic of the OC, because yeah. he's the great listener. <laughs> <laughs> which Such really a good which is name. really what the OC needs is someone to listen to his problems. <laughs> That's true. The OC fights crime then comes home and talks about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To his partner the listener. <laughs> <laughs> but the the point of what he gets out of this is that Summer needs a ride now. Because Marissa isn't going. And Holly's car is full. So, and the boys are leaving the day before. Okay. Luke Luke is leaving with the boys the night before. Okay, so who's going with them? Yeah. So Marissa was just going to drive up by just her and Summer. Summer. Because they need some girl time so Marissa could talk about her problems. Yes, they need to prove that they're best friends because they yeah. don't do that enough. <laughs> you would never guess. Actually, you... No, 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 no. Yeah, they, no, I know. They don't. It's a thing, actually, I, I brought up. Uh, but Seth offers Summer a ride. 
Because he's a white knight, as per usual. Yes. He, uh... But, okay. Then the next morning, they come out, and Summer is standing out there. Yeah. Seth, who who is lying to his parents about going to Comic-Con rather than um, Tijuana... Did not fill Summer in on the lie. Yeah, okay. So either he didn't say, I'll pick you up at your, um... Uh... At your house, or by the way, this is what's going on. Like, unless if unless if Summer actually lives in Marissa's basement, like some sort of <laughs> golem, she would have had to have been driven there. I mean, Seth is very bad at lying, and he also assumes everyone has the same psychic connection as he and Ryan have. But he he seemed to at least have this one planned through. So he told her, "Yeah, meet me at meet me at my house." And at no point, even Ryan didn't bring up. Well, weren't we lying? He didn't, like, give him a sleepy mutter, like, hey, weren't we just going to lie about... <laughs> you know what? From what I know of Summer, it's entirely possible that he did tell her, and she forgot. That's true. Or wasn't listening. That's true. Because ba- based on future events, he could have been like, I'll drive you, and then everything else that she heard was just like, blah, 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 <laughs> nerd, 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 yeah. Seth Cohen, mur, 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 mur. The funny thing is the way that they got through the lie is not through any sort of, like, quick thinking or anything like that. It's just... Sandy did not ask any more questions. No. Because it's like, oh, you're interested in comics? And Summer's like, ew, comics. And Seth goes, she likes anime. And she goes, ugh, and then leaves. Like, yeah, she's like, I gotta go talk to Coop. Again, Sandy is a willful accomplice in Seth's he, lies. He knows exactly what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he knows what's up. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, she goes over to say goodbye to Coop. And... Jimmy is like, no, you have to leave. You can't stay home this weekend. Yeah, Jimmy White Fang lights her. Because <laughs> she's like, I thought we could hang out together. He's I can't like, take care of both of us. She's like, okay. <laughs> and so it's like, let's go pack. That's a weird thing to say from a father to his daughter. <laughs> daughter who just wants to hang out with him because he seems sad. <laughs> but he can't take care of both of them. Jimmy Cooper can't take care of, like, a ficus. So, this is insane. This entire thing is just a very, very complicated setup to put Marissa and Ryan and Summer and Seth in the same car. Yeah, they spend a lot of screen time on that. Yeah, and that is, that's all this is, is just so that we can have this, like, sitcom-esque style of getting them mm-hmm. all together. And then they drive away with Summer shouting out the window, we're going to TJ! And once again, Sandy's like, I'm not hearing this. <laughs> I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally being a real teenager, Seth. <laughs> Great. Gonna close the door that's always open. So then, this is the painting scene. Why are they painting? Oh, I know why they're painting. So we can have a cute, fun, like, yeah, active scene. Here, here's the thing. Well, I agree. Yeah, if you're, okay, if you're going to paint your place and you want to do that... Yeah, do before you get anything in there, I guess, is easier. But one, he's emergency moving out because he got a divorce. Two, Two. he has no furniture. (laughs) Apparently. No, like, as if Julie is going to let him take anything. Well, well, if if he was leaving that weekend and he he was like, unless he was going to do a pack like Ryan's parents did. (laughs) He's not bringing anything with him. No. I just, maybe he's buying everything. Jimmy Cooper has no money, though. None of this makes sense. Yeah, it's it just it doesn't seem like that's the first priority to, is to have a cute painting the wall. Like this has to be as they're leaving. He mm-hmm. has like like they left. He went to go meet Kirsten, and they're painting the wall of his new place. And they talk about family, and Kirsten again is like Jimmy. 
y'all gotta tell your kids. Yeah. You need to call Marissa. You will regret it. <laughs> Jimmy, just have some cool and deal with your problems. <laughs> So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking today? Um, today, I am drinking a very tiny um, blackberry <laughs> ginger ale. It's very, very small. It is 222 milliliters Ooh. made from real ginger. Ooh. And there are 80 calories per can. Tiny. I'm like convinced that I only bought these because they're tiny. The, my, the distinct, distinct uh <laughs> option quite likely yes they're a great size though if you're making a mixed drink like if you're making um and you want to be in a tall glass perfect size for that well yes because like if you work at a if you work at a bar that doesn't it's not actually a bar and all this stuff comes in cans you end the night with like 15 half full cans but this way you let's say if you're making a small drink you use half this can on one drink half this can on the other and yeah it's wise good it's pretty good blackberry ginger ale canada dry a-okay. Kevin, do you want to try some? No, I think one sip would drain that. Great. All right. So, Summer doesn't know that Seth is Jewish, which... <laughs> A lot of things happen in this ...is scene. insane, because... Not that I want to, like, propagate stereotypes, but his last name is Cohen, so you can yeah. make some reasonable assumptions. Also, I'm sure that... Well, well, no, once again, Summer doesn't listen. At some point during their school life, yeah. it came up where they were like, talk about your holiday traditions. And he was like, I celebrate... Well, he celebrates Chrismica, but... <laughs> well, he would have had to explain that at some point. No, he, ce- he does celebrate Chrismica. I know he would have had to explain that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just saying, like... And, and and also like 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 Sandy's not exactly shy about it. He brings up that that Kirsten's dad might not like him because, because he's, he's Jewish. Jewish. Uh, the Coens also really like to lean into stereotypes, and they eventually really love bagels. It comes up a lot. Okay. So. All right. Uh, the, th- the thing I got most out of this scene is that there is wasn't going to technical things. There is something wrong with Seth's microphone because he's peaking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it was just my TV. But I was listening to the scene and everyone else is fine. But like Seth, it sounds like he just was just like his microphone was turned too high. Maybe Adam Brody was like losing his voice, but then he came back when he had to do so much yelling acting with Summer. Okay, sure. Yeah. It goes, Summer sucks. Like Summer sucks in this scene. Yeah, so essentially Summer just uh, complains about everything. Everything. He's driving too slow. His music sucks. It's kind of they're they're bickering like an old married couple, which is the point. Until she starts grabbing his um map. Well, uh, itinerary. What did she grab? The steering wheel. I thought she grabbed like a thing and then the steering wheel. No, no, no. Because what happens is that okay, so Summer insults him because he's going too slow. He's already speeding. Yeah. Um, she doesn't like Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, she she says that it's just one guitar and sadness. And remember, <laughs> this is 2004, and I've heard 2004 Death Cab for Cutie. It was one guitar and sadness. Yeah, but in 2004, that's what all music sounded like. I once had a CD that I a mixtape that I made for myself, a CD yeah. that was like pre emo music of Aaron's senior year, <laughs> and it's all like, yeah, because the later ones they get a little bit more. And whatever. <laughs> um, but then she reaches oh, – like, he, he says, everyone say goodbye to <laughs> – say goodbye to Summer because he's going to pull over and just let oh, her off. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. why she grabs it. Yeah. 
But, okay, do you want to know what really actually is bizarre about this? He starts going left. <laughs> like, he starts pulling left because she pulls it back right. So was he going to cross the lane into the other lane maybe on the other side? Maybe it's a two-lane highway, and he just figured if he went to the other he side, he should be more likely he, to get he picked up. He would go into the middle and let her off so that she's stepping onto the road. Onto the median? Yeah. No, no, no. No, two-lane he, highway. He'd pull into the median. She'd <laughs> have to step out into the lane of traffic. I don't know what he's thinking. Anyway, she pulls on the wheel. They fight. Blah, blah, blah. There's Car an accident goes off the road. because of blah, course. Blah, blah, blah. So that's fine. Yeah, we got back to Kirsten and Sandy, and we get a Lavo Sandy, but I do want to bring up, because I know you're going to slide right past it, but I want you to mention it. Mention it. Kirsten has the weirdest painting clothes ever. <laughs> She's wearing basically what I'm wearing right now. Except for she has, like, what I want to call a denim corset. Again, this is 2004. Everyone was wearing half tops. Painting, painting clothes, Aaron, to paint. That's her casual clothes. No, 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 no. He comes in and says, oh, you're wearing, like, he says you're wearing your painting clothes. <laughs> Which her painting clothes is like a denim corset, a tank top, and jeans. If, uh, I mean, those, okay, we have a person in this room. Claire will back me up. In 2004, people wore, like, little half tops underneath their tops. I don't... They were, like, half vest things. I don't care what people wear. I care what people wear when they're painting, which is clothes you don't mind getting ruined. Yeah, that's her casual clothes. By the way, he sees the paint on her, and that's what he comments on. Not the fact that she's wearing her painting clothes. I think her painting clothes were weird. Guys, just so you know, Claire nodded. She agrees. I did. No, she... (laughs) Oh, dang it. She said it. Uh... (laughs) But there, there's another point to this scene. Which Sandy, is Sandy gets a surfboard from the law company. Yes. And he is tempted. He tries to play it off as like, oh, I'm Sandy. I'm not. But he does come in. He's like, I could do a lot of good. Well, no, I could. Here, here's the thing. Honestly, it's like it, the surfboard did not tempt him. The surfboard, which is a cool thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think whatever happened in that meeting was actually. Because he said, did you know I can do more pro bono work with them than I could as a. As a public defender, which actually makes sense because he would pull in so much money from, like, his money ones that he would have more time. Which I I think uh, Rachel, his lawyer friend, knew exactly how to get to him is by being like, look, you can do better things. Yep. Which is exactly what would. And we also learned that Sandy essentially feels bad. Sandy has some insecurities about the state of things. Yes, he he wants to con- he wants to contribute. Yeah, he wants to contribute Contrib- to the household. Contribute. He wants and to contribute. maybe part of it, maybe some of this does fester from what Jimmy said two or three episodes ago. Like Sandy played it off and was like, "No, it's fine. He's just angry." But maybe yeah. some of that did. Yeah. And the scene and the dad last week, like Sandy might be feeling well, like. Well, and, and like from what we know of Sandy's character, he's someone. He's he's a very very noble person. Mm-hmm. So he, he so he might have. I think seeing what happened to Jim, to Jimmy and Julie, he's seeing what happens to a to a family that has one thing, one income. So yeah. he's so I, I I think that he's also just like playing smart essentially. And now he like now he knows that Kirsten does love some things about their OC life. Yeah, because I think in his head he always thought. Well, yeah, he can just go. It, back. It would be okay if she loses her job. We'll just go back to her old life. Well, apparently, he can public defend in Chino. Exactly. <laughs> so he's a. Uh, He's a wide range and public defender. So now he knows they can't just go back. So he needs to figure out yeah. how to live in so the present. So he's trying to he's trying to cement into 
life. And he brings up some things where where it's where like when she tries to push him back, he's like like do like I I I think you like um like that you know this it's the thing that keeps you away from being Julie Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Which let's be real, she does. Yeah, and and like because she brings it up quite a bit. Yep, yep. She is better than those women, and that's why she doesn't like the noopsies. Yeah. I don't think they're called noopsies, Kevin. I don't. You, you're the only one who says it. I call them the rich white women. It was written down once. Okay, well, it was also said once. They also forgot that. It'll come up again. All right. Um. Let's let's go back to the kids. Okay. Because they have gone straight from the accident to a motel somewhere. Yep. That they had to hitchhike to. She pulls chicken like a, like a feather off of her. Yeah, so... so a ch- I wanted to see... Once again, I want to see that scene. They're showing us weird parts. And for whatever reason, there's only one room left in this motel. I think they can only afford one room. Not not because they're not rich, because they don't have access to the other stuff yet. Because keep in mind, they're, they go to a vending machine to get um Why money. don't they have their credit cards? Here's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they don't. It just seems like that's the plot point that's going on. Yeah, I don't know. I would make more sense if there's only one room. Although for a long time, I thought there were two rooms and then... Yeah, I... for, a while, for a while, I was like, are they... Wait, are they in two different rooms? Then why is Seth and... Why are Seth and Summer staying in a room together? <laughs> and then Marissa and Ryan staying in the other room. No, no, it turns out they're all there's in the same room. room. There's just dramatic things happening two feet apart from each other. Exactly. So, Ryan decides to actually talk about something. <laughs> well, yeah, Marissa... Well, it's actually... <laughs> He's, well, first he tries to be cool about it. He's like, "Do you like, 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 what sort of food do you want?" And then Marissa's like, "Let's talk." And he's like, "Fine, fine." Guess you who want... I live with now? Sandy Cohen. You... That means I can talk about problems like a grown-up. You want to do this? Let's do this. And Marissa, Marissa's, Marissa's essentially being like, "This is where I wrote shut up, Marissa," because she's being like, "This is your fault." And Ryan's like, "No, I'm with Luke, be- and it's your fault because you didn't pick me." And Ryan's like, "Um, you, like, like what?" You, d- we weren't together. I was letting you sort out your emotions. And then she's you, like... You went with Luke to the last party. It seemed pretty well set off. And then she's like, well, the last time I saw you, you had your tongue down some girl's throat. Or should I say some woman's? <laughs> and like, and I don't like, care. I only did that because you were dating Luke. And then she's like, no, I wasn't. I hadn't decided yet, but you made the decision for... Shut up, 17-year-old. My my thing is, like, like, even if if it's not Ryan or Luke, there are other people around. Also, maybe just don't (laughs) date anyone like you said you weren't going to when your dad got punched at that party. Well, I mean, that lasted for about half an episode. I know. Yeah. And then Luke Luke got shot. Then Luke got shot. No, she went on a date with Ryan before Luke got shot. Um... They yeah. had their cute pool date. Yeah, they had the cute pool date. <laughs> she sucks. Yeah. You know who else sucks? No, they don't. Summer and Seth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they they continue bickering. They like, fight over the bed. Yeah. They, so they have to share the bed. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, <laughs> Marissa <laughs> and Ryan are sleeping on the fold out. Um... But before they find oh, that out, Ryan goes in to like set up the fold out, and um, Marissa. Gets a phone call from Jimmy Cooper. All right. Because I think he's secretly hoping that she's already in bed or too drunk to answer her phone. I think he's hoping that he that he could leave a voicemail. That is the only explanation for him calling <laughs> at, like, what is clearly 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, and he's, he's sitting in an empty room because he has nothing. Yep. 
And calls her up. And, and he tells her that he's moving out. Yes, he tells this her is also, they're getting a divorce. Yeah, and, so not only have they not told her, told the kids that he's moving out, Yeah, they haven't told the kids they're getting a divorce. Now... Because I feel like the divorce announcement could come first and then, and your dad's leaving this weekend. Well, I, I hear, yes, yes, in a way, but I, I think the thing is that once you say we're getting a divorce, that sort of like precusps on moving out. I know a couple who had two little girls who split up and then lived together in their house. For a year afterwards, because neither of them could really afford to buy each other out of the house. It sounds and like Jimmy both... has not a problem for Jimmy, who has mystery money. <laughs> and they were both too stubborn to be like, well, we'll just rent it. Just, when did we never know Jimmy to be stubborn? <laughs> That's true. It sounds like this is the only way that situation <laughs> would go. the path of least resistance for Jimmy. <laughs> um, so Marissa's real sad and they have to cuddle in bed. Well, okay, no, no. They, 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 they do this this interesting shot where it's Marissa and um, her, then they're uh, Marissa and Ryan, and they're facing away from each other on the mm-hmm. pullout. And it, it's hard thing. I'm like, they're having this like very quiet conversation. I'm like, Seth and Summer are two feet away. I hope they and they pull out and reveal, yeah, Seth and Summer are two feet away. Yep. And they're also laying like you know. Seth and Summer are asleep though, because they're like old people. Well, also Summer's the only person who puts on sleep clothes, which is fine because in a oh in a room like that. Yep. I'm impressed I'm that she put on sleep clothes. Well, and I imagine the boys had planned to sleep in, like, their undies. Yeah. But now the girls are there, they can't. Well, but, I mean, even Marissa, like, she wears her clothes. She's too sad. I guess she's sad. I, I, from what we've seen of that apartment, I would have slept on top of the covers, fully yeah. clothed, with my shoes on. You know how Marissa is, And, like, though. a phone in one hand and, like, car <laughs> keys in the other in case I needed to go. <laughs> Marissa just sorrows onto beds fully dressed. Yeah. Uh, but they but we they wake up and we learn that Ryan's a sleep cuddler. Yep, because he has he has realized Marissa's sorrow and all he can do is hold her. Yeah, he subconsciously has like not not even just like arm over her lap. Like, no, like he, in, he's enveloped her. He is protecting her from the world because yeah. that's all the OC does. Like like he, like he is chest to back, like hand clasping her hands in yeah. front. Which makes me wonder if Ryan and Seth share a bed if this exact same thing happened. There was a one night where they were where the where uh, Seth got drunk and they got in the fight in the first episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't wake up and it wasn't <laughs> Ryan just like <laughs> holding on to Seth. That's because Seth passed out on the uh, the lawn chair oh, cushions right. that if night. If he was any closer, Ryan's oh. sleep cuddling would have yep. would have happened. Meanwhile, Summer and Seth are being old people, having <laughs> breakfast together, reading the newspaper, sharing the toast. They were really great scene because they like they both have the newspaper and then they silently pass it towards each other. Yes. Then they keep on going. Seth just like pushes her um, his, his toast. His toast. She eats it. They both sip at the same time. And then unfortunately, Seth once again is too genre aware and starts calling it out. I know. Like, if he had just not called it out, everything would be fine. But I, they almost like, had game. Yeah, but he's being too, like, look at all this evidence that I have found. Look, we're meant to be together. You ate my toast, woman. We did all these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we had summer, apparently, summer some rage, rage blackouts. blackouts. <laughs> Which I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to accept. Yeah, that seems completely on brand. <laughs> Because apparently, well, she says she doesn't remember them kissing. Because <laughs> she has rage blackouts. So she kissed them rageful or, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> Jeff decides to uh, 
drop it for now. And then for now. For now. So they go back to see Ryan and Marissa, who they didn't wake up because they were oh so cute. Yeah. But guys, when push comes to shove, Summer is actually a good friend. Yes. Because she immediately says, I'm sorry, honey. She hugs her. She says, we can go home. Like, she is doing all of the right things with none of the terrible Summer logic. But Well, no. Here's the, here's actually a cool thing. Summer also brings up this, like, maybe we should just still just go. Because if yeah. you go back, it's going to be you in an empty house feeling sad. But if we can go do this, it'll be better. Be distracting. Like, she... <laughs> I know in her head she kept going and being like, and then you can have sex with Luke. And but then, then she was like, like wait, no. stop. <laughs> she like looked at Seth and Seth was like, she's like, oh, all right. Yeah, because she says as a child of divorce, you don't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Good work, Summer. Yeah, so Summer summer does good. And so they head off to. Tijuana, which is full of such debauchery. Yes. And Summer wears more clothes in Mexico than she does in California. Yes. I love her outfit, by the way, guys. It is a super on-brand, like, really trendy today outfit. She has, like, a little cropped, like, off-the-shoulder blouse Mm. and these flared jeans. Really, really cute. Marissa doesn't wear her pants where pants should be worn. That was what 2004 was like. I I didn't bring that up earlier, but she wears... She wears pants I'm going to call dangerously low. No, that's what pants were like. I know, Aaron, but still doesn't change the facts. We had this trend. Um, my friend Nadia had them. The one-inch zipper. Mm-hmm. It was a real thing. So, I did not own any one-inch zipper pants because I have a long torso and pants, shirts were short and I didn't like showing my midriff. My, but... my point is, so there's wearing, there's wearing your pants at your waist. There's wearing your pants at your hips. And there's wearing your pants at your upper pelvis. Yes. You used to be able to see everyone's entire hip bone. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Many, many people did it. There was lots of muffin top. Muffin top abound. Uh, We we get a little bit of the scene where Summer's stepmom's addicted to pills. Yep. So they got to go get some pills. Get some pills. And then they're going to go to Boom Boom, which is the club where everyone is at all times in Tijuana. It's true. This is the party. Like, we, we... I didn't mention it earlier because I thought it would be pretty clear. Tijuana's yeah. the party. Yes, that is the party yeah. of this episode. Uh, but we, we go back to the adults. We're we're, ju- who deal, adults who are dealing with teenage problems. Jimmy Cooper, shut up! Jimmy talks about his relation with Kirsten way too much. And yes, I know in this scene it's because it's sad set up for like their momentary kiss. He's never been single before. He went from Kirsten right to Julie. But uh, you know what? You know what? I can, I'm can. i starting to feel for Julie because I feel like every single conversation with this guy is being like, well, when I used to date Kirsten, oh, well, you see, when me and Kirsten were going out. And you know what? <laughs> Sandy met Kirsten when he was 22 and I think Sandy might be a little bit older than Kiki. Yeah. So they dated from like 16 to 18. Well. I don't talk about the guy I dated when I was 16. That's because you don't live next to him. <laughs> No, I moved across the country, and then we broke up because it became eminently clear I was never moving back. Uh, any, anyway, so Jimmy touches her on the back, which, Is oh this boy. sign for second? Well, remember when Ryan touched Marissa on it's the back? It's true, touching that people on the back. Just drives the Coopers crazy. Anyway, yeah. So, kisses her on the mouth. And she runs away. And he immediately regrets it. Yeah, bad choice, Jimmy He's Cooper. He's like, ah, dang, ah, dang it. Leave Kiki alone. Dang it, I did it again. Dang it. You are bad at life, Jimmy Cooper. <laughs> I panicked. I'm not good at things. Oh and then God. Holly's dad comes in and punches him. 
<laughs> How could you punch Kiki? You're a monster. You stole my life. Punch. I also love her. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying that like, everything's compiling on Jimmy. So I, Luke is clearly still very drugged up <laughs> because he falls for Holly's seduction very fast. And the Holly's seduction is bordering on sexual assault. She's she like, might have drugged him. Right? She's like, hey. Let's do it. And he's like, no, Marissa. I don't, I don't want it. She's not here. I don't want it. Let's Come dance. On. I don't want it. He gets dragged away. And then everything gets sweaty. And I'm like, he's on something. He's on something. And she's like dancing up on him. And he just kind of like his head lolls around. Because he's, he's super high. And then she kisses we, him. And okay, he like. Hold on. Can we. I want to go back to this entire party for a second. Because there's, there's, a, there's a, a thing in the world that I think is incredibly disgusting. And I hope does not occur that much outside of like television. <laughs> and that's body shots. I've never seen nor done a body shot. I hear people talk about them and seeing them. It's just it's super gross. I once saw the Try Guys do it on BuzzFeed. But that doesn't count. No, no, that doesn't count because their entire thing is it's trying like, this seems things. Horrible. Yeah. It it like because you see it you see it like be done in this one, mm-hmm. and and it just looks like well and I've seen people take, see, I, like see. I've seen people put shot glasses on someone's stomach and take that shot but I've never seen like the alcohol in the belly button shit that's, that's essentially just using someone as a table and I mean some people like that that's some people's kink all right great going both ways all right um, <laughs> that's if there's one thing you can take from this episode body shots are gross bodies. Episode title right there. It's also just like, and you see. I know, you don't. And, and like, you look like every, in every other shot, everyone's so sweaty. Oh, Tijuana is disgusting. Marissa says it's gross earlier, and yeah. it is gross. Yeah, so like, it's, so it just, oh, it's just, oh our, my God. Our hero kids are also partying. They get some shots. They're having fun. And then Marissa looks across the club. Well, no, her and Ryan are going through there together to find Luke, because what, because well, you know, Luke is Ryan's bro now. <laughs> I guess. And uh, Luke is making out with Holly. Because Marissa's weekend just getting worse and worse. And Marissa sees him. <laughs> Ryan's and is getting better and better. And he sees Marissa. <laughs> yeah. And then everything just, like, goes off. So Holly starts shouting that apparently Luke does it with everyone. Which is throwback to the pilot where well, we saw him hook up so with Beach for a Girl. While, I'm like... Maybe it was a recasting, and that was Holly in the first no, episode. No, I think that was Holly that 1.0. Was one. So, so whenever, <laughs> so I guess whenever Marissa and Luke have any sort of like vague problems, vague problems, he's he like, goes, "Where's a blonde? Give me a blonde. <laughs> Give me someone who's Marissa esque. Good, like, literally just blonde. I'm. I that's all I. I have sorrow. Yeah, so Holly shouts a whole bunch and like it's <laughs> And then Summer and Ryan insane. start a fight for justice. Yeah, so so yeah, <laughs> Summer's going to kill her until Seth pulls her away. Because of the rage blackouts. Oh, Luke tries to go after Ryan. Ryan's like no, you Luke tries to go after don't. Marissa Sorry. and Ryan's like, nope, nope not nope, okay. Nope. And then Ryan's like, This is my moment. He's on drugs. I can do this. And he punches him out. Well, not out. He punches, he punches him, him real hard. hard. And then he takes off to find Marissa. And because Luke ends Luke, up punching Luke, someone yeah, else. Luke, Luke just punches someone else? Because Luke is on drugs. And then it's a huge punch fest. Yep. But our heroes, they're gone. They're yeah. looking for Marissa. Yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of wanted this, Luke, this scene to be just everyone, just them grabbing like skinny blonde girls in Tijuana. <laughs> just like, nope, like, nope. Nope. Why? There are so many here. <laughs> 
finally Summer finds Marissa. I mean, immediately Summer. Yeah, in the hotel room. Yeah, immediately Summer finds... Summer's like, I'm going to go to the hotel room. They're like, we're going to check the streets. She's in the hotel room. Yeah. And once again, Marissa's like, no, don't call the boys. They just need to be alone. And once again, Summer actually does the right thing. I'm... I'm in the wrong way. I'm really glad that Summer was the one who found her. Yeah. Um, I know in the end it turns out being sort of a plot thing, but we needed more Summer being a good friend. Because the, the series... For a while, it seemed as it's like Summer was kind of the foil for Marissa. I think they weren't sure what they wanted to do with her. And then they realized that the friendship between the women was important. Yeah. So, luckily, she finds her. They have a nice little talk. Um, they Summer goes off to actually just call them. Yeah. She's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. And then we'll go get dinner and it'll be awesome. Yeah. But she goes to call the boys because she knows she can't handle this by yeah. herself. Yeah. But it's not like she, she just calls them like, let her let them know. Well, she calls them and let them know that she's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, Unfortunately, she made the mistake that she couldn't possibly realize was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Marissa sees the pills and decides, I could do pills. This is my night. Takes the pills. pills, takes off. So, Aaron. Yeah. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Way, way back. Mm-hmm. The first episode of The O.C. We yep. did it before Riverdale ended. When Marissa had a drinking problem? Yeah. Remember how that never really came up again? Turns out it's back, and now there's pills involved. Yeah. Well, I knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> she did not have a drinking problem for weeks, I guess, because of the good, good influence of Ryan. Yes. The O.C. made mm. her great. Yes. But unfortunately, with, with Luke continuing to be terrible... She uh, she decides to find the one empty bar in Tijuana. And the bartender, who clearly does not have pro-serve. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> there are a lot of warning signs that he should not be giving that young lady alcohol. But yeah. he just keeps handing her shots. Yeah, I'm going to say pro-serve, probably not a big thing. <laughs> in Tijuana? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she, uh, <laughs> she, she pops pills and takes shots. And... and we briefly, briefly cut away to the grown-ups. Yeah. Um, where they talk about everything, and Sandy's very real with Kirsten, and Kirsten's very real with Sandy about everything, except for the kiss. Yes. So that's great. Yeah. Well, Thanks, Sandy, guys. Sandy took the job, is the yeah. big thing we get. Yeah. Is that Sandy decided to take the job. So that'll be exciting. Uh, um, then we're back to Tijuana, and this sequence, I thought, was amazing. It is so creepy. It is so unsettling. It is. It is very... Wow, Marissa is ruined to the point that I thought this would all of a sudden turn to The Walking Dead. Like, she is just wandering through this, like, massive street party and the music well, it's, is dissident it's, and creepy. It's very, it's very clear that, like, she's is not just, like, she's drunk. She's also, like, she's she's getting the thing you get when you mix alcohol yeah. and... Yo, she's messed up. She is and, not okay. And illegal Mexican painkillers. Yep. Uh, which is that she has turned, like, pallid and is... She's so sweaty, and the contrast between all these people who are on the streets who are terrifying her. Yeah. And they're not trying to. They just yeah. are by they, their existence. Yeah, they exist. Um, and so she ends up stumbling down an alley. She lies down in a spotlight. And this is all intercut with the kids looking for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they find her. Well, well, thankfully, because she laid down in a spotlight. Yes. I assume a streetlight. <laughs> It's in an alley. She's in an alley where there's light from the road, darkness, spotlight, darkness. You know what, though? If she, if she had laid one foot back, they would have walked right past her. I'm just going to say, I had a friend who got super drunk in Mexico and passed out on a bench. And the people who worked at the resort had to bring her to me. And they're like, we found your friend. 
Okay. And like, and then she was like, Aaron, Aaron, I had a Marissa Cooper moment. I was so drunk, but then I found a street light and I laid under it and I knew someone would come and carry me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, that's, so, so it, 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 yes, it's good. It teaches young girls to find uh, street lights when they're overdosing. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we were also okay, in Mexico. They're also, you're also in a resort. She was on the streets of Tijuana where she came out of the one empty bar in Tijuana, walked through a party and went to where the party was no longer happening. I'm just saying. Where she was, fa- and then she was found by Summer, Seth, and Ryan. And Ryan and- carried Marissa. Oh God! As per in usual. like a very uncomfortable way. That's how he carried her in the first episode. I I know it looks really uncomfortable. That's how Marissa passes out. <laughs> like it looks like her spine is twisted and her head is like like just like all you got. I know carrying people when they're you know dead weight is not easy, but you gotta try to at least flop that head forward. So they're not, you know, choking on their vomit. That's just how she likes to be. No, he you, he does that so they can both be sweaty and, like, he can be like, ah. It's, like, very Messiah-like. It's weird. The OC, he can't control Marissa. It's true. And there's, it, there's moments <laughs> where it flashes to him in costume. It's, like, foreboding or something. Music plays. And then that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, throughout that episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Um, I did. And for those of you who are new to our podcast, a CW moment is the moment where drama overrides logic or reasonable storytelling. And there were a lot of them in this episode. <laughs> this this was an episode of contrivance. But I think my main one, and I wrote it down when I thought something different was happening that was actually happening. Yeah. But it was that hotel room nonsense. Like, I wrote it down when I thought that Seth and Summer were sharing a hotel room and Ryan and Marissa were sharing another hotel room. Yeah. But it didn't actually get better when I realized there was only one hotel room. (laughs) Why is there only one? These are rich kids. They have credit cards. We know they have credit cards. This is just a way to get Ryan and Marissa in bed together so he can OC hug her. Were they they in a cash-only like motel room the the thing that could, the thing that makes me feel like that is they went to a vending machine but like what is cash which, which it felt like is their only option i feel I like that's because it was so late and they had no car it feels like there's a cut scene it feels like there's a yeah. scene cut there that would have explained any of this and they're like it's fine people just get it everyone's been to mexico no guys <laughs> that's not how it works I don't, think I don't think they're in mexico yet no i don't think so either <laughs> kevin did you find a CW moment? Um, man, I found two, but I think I'm going to go with the one that is just... My CW moment is going to go to a guy who, for the episode, had such a had you know a solid enough plan. But this one thing was clearly just so that they could have, you know, this you know dramatic reveal. Which is how Seth did not explain to Summer the plan. <laughs> like, here's the thing. In a... I'm giving this a CW moment because it is the most unlike what would happen in real life. That's in fair. in real life, Seth would be like, Summer, no, I'll drive you. It's fine. I'll pick you up from your place. Mm-hmm. And I will, and then we'll drive off from there. Like, I understand why they needed it to happen because they needed her to be there so that she could go over and get Marissa. But and they, be... they also could have just had a scene where he was like, I'll drive you. And we either could have shown him talking and her zoning out. Yeah. Or we could have had or, him or, being like, I'll come pick you up. And then she'd be like, oh, I want to say goodbye to Coop. And he'd be like, okay, cool. I'll pick you up at Marissa's house. house. I Meet mean, us at the end of the well, driveway. There could have even been a mo- moment where um, where Seth says, 
I told you I was going to pick you up. And she's like, I don't want you knowing where I live. Yeah. Like, there there are a million ways that it could yeah. have been justified. There are, yeah. There, there's a bunch of other, like, ways that they could have gone with this. Other than that, it just seems so different from how reality would have worked, which is why I think is the perfect CW moment. Drama overriding logic. Yes. Yep. And reality. And reality. All right. So, if you like that episode, you should uh, give us a rating, a review, a subscription. Do it on iTunes or whatever your favorite podcatcher is. You should also interact with us on social media because, guys, I don't know what to Instagram. There's no Riverdale stuff coming out. Do you just want me to treat it like my personal Instagram and show you hilarious pictures of my life? Because I will tell you that will mostly be pictures of the lake by my house and, like, <laughs> glasses of wine next to plates of food. The, but uh, if you want that, I'll do that. There, I, I will say that the Riverdale stuff, there is stuff popping up now because it's getting it's, – it's gone to the point where the people who watched it, like, with it – have already watched it, and now people have done their Netflix binges with it. Yes, but I don't want to know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like to enough. be surprised. Fair enough. I'm yeah. mad enough that I know that Hiram is going to be young and handsome. <laughs> I want him to be old and handsome and curly-haired and basically look like Brian Darcy James. No, that's not who I mean. Brian Stokes Mitchell, except uh, Latino. That's what I want. I want him to be literally the comic book character. But also Latino. No, I want to be animated. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Riverdale. Deliver I, what we want. I want to be that form of animated where you can't really tell what their ethnicity is. So like anime. <laughs> where, where everyone's where just vaguely beige. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're something. They're all a beautiful it, caramel it color. Does, it doesn't matter. So uh, have this conversation with us. You can tweet us. You can Instagram us. Both Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. You can also email us at podcastmoa at gmail.com. And if you email us, we will talk about you on the podcast. Unless you don't want us to. And then you can tell us that we won't. Usually positively. Always positively. Always positively. What will happen to Marissa? How will Sandy fit in in his new job? So Jimmy Cooper definitely doesn't have a bed. Right? Hmm? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? If in the next, if in the next season of Riverdale, Hiram is just an animated character and with the voice of Mark Consuelos, <laughs> <laughs> like we tricked you. <laughs> oh, what a twist! <laughs> you were mad about the casting. Best. You're like, is that is that Mark Consuelos? No, no, I can't be. It can't be. Also, why is this animated character? Sorry, it's like a Who Frame Roger Rabbit situation. It'd be great. It'd be great. <laughs> Well, you married that animated character. That's what you get for not picking... A real living flesh boy. Yeah, Luke Perry was right there, and Molly Ringwald is okay with everything. <laughs>